Hey, you're listening to Grimdark Battle Station, the show that takes sci-fi too seriously and is actually a lobotomized brain hooked up to a podcasting machine. This week's topic is probably at least the second most disturbing thing about Warhammer 40k. They are the vat-grown and or lobotomized workforce that keeps the Imperium of Man going. A vital resource in a universe whose only major products are misery and human beings. They are incredibly interesting, they are incredibly varied, but hopefully they are not instructive for our future here on Earth. They are, of course, servitors. They come in many different flavors, but they are omnipresent across all lore and settings and increasingly on the tabletop. But before we get to it, let's just set the scene for some of our listeners who might not be aware of servitors or might not even be aware of Warhammer 40k. Although again, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know about Warhammer 40k, that's pretty odd. Warhammer 40k is a miniatures game with a huge amount of lore that is intentionally grimdark. It is set in the 41st or 42nd millennium, and it centers on humanity and its various enemies. We, the humans, live in a theocratic authoritarian regime that spans the entire galaxy. We are beset on all sides by aliens and traitor humans and demons and machines. We are suspicious and reactionary by design. We don't engage in any high-tech endeavors. And our primary resources are human beings, our, our bodies. We have trillions and trillions of people to throw at any problem we want. If you go back and listen to some of the earlier podcasts, you'll find out that the number one fighting force in the entire setting, the Astra Militarum or the Imperial Guard, are just your everyday baseline humans. It is within this theocratic and backwards-ass backdrop that we meet the servitors. They are lobotomized, vat-grown or baseline humans that have been heavily augmented to carry out generic industrial or technological tasks. Which already sounds pretty crappy, but trust me, it's 40k, so everything can and will get worse. Let's dive in and take a look at these grim dark Mr. Robotos. what exactly is a servitor? Well, as mentioned earlier on, they're some form of lobotomized human. Now, that human might be a prisoner. They might be fat-grown by the Adeptus Mechanicus. Or they could be a completely innocent person, a particularly well-known or liked person in the case of servo skulls. Or just a particularly unlucky person who happens to fall into the clutches of the Adeptus Mechanicus. The absolute fruitcakes who have a hard-on for all types of machinery and think flesh is weakness and augmenting people with nigh-on steampunk tier technology is preferable to having functional organs. On a day-to-day -day basis, they serve relatively simple and relatively complex roles within the Imperium. But nearly always, the role that they fulfill is either something that is too advanced or too stressful for a baseline human, or something that they need carried out 
to a level of accuracy and efficiency over such a long period of time that a baseline human can't do it. You know, you and I can move boxes from one end of a warehouse to another, but a lobotomized human being with forklift arms can move them faster for about 90 years, provided you feed it its protein goop. The long and short of it being that because there's so much technophobia and fear of new knowledge within the Imperium, and especially within the Adeptus Mechanicus, human brains are a relatively stable computer that you can grow quite cheaply and much more advanced than the wafer chips that are allowed to be used in these sorts of tasks. And yes, these people are humans, but try not to feel too bad because they're designed to no longer feel or retain any personality and that design always works 100% of the time with no complications whatsoever. So, Let's list the numerous complications that occur every day with servitors. First of all, in the setting, we know that souls exist. We also know that clones have souls and their souls are psychically active. That means that all of these lobotomized people theoretically still have souls unless the soul is hanging out somewhere in a foot or a hand and that's chopped off. But generally speaking, they will have a soul. Their soul will feel the torment of their lobotomization and their servitorization. Their soul will feel the torment of pain and anguish, loneliness. We know for a fact that servitors feel hunger and as a result can feel many baseline emotions because the gut is a, a giant bundle of nerves. Servitors have the capacity to drive for self-preservation. They have the capacity to break down, to reject parts, to degrade, and to reconstitute themselves into some sort of cobbled together pseudo-society or even just rogue single servitors. They are very much still alive in certain ways. And in some ways this is a benefit. Certainly you want to keep some of your best and brightest minds around if you can. The brain might be salvageable if the body is failing. And the old Imperium maxim rings true. Not even in death does duty end. But let's take a step back for a minute and unpack that phrase. Duty. What does that mean? We all know what it means in general terms here, but what does it mean in a theocratic space fascist regime that hates its own people almost as much as it hates its many enemies? A world where demons can snack on your brain and you can be turned into a gun. Well, if you're the luckiest person in the entire Imperium, you will be turned into a servo skull. A servo skull is just that. It's a human skull with some brain matter remaining that is fitted with some anti-grav propulsion unit and floats around doing random stuff all over the place. It is seen as an ultimate privilege to be turned into a servo skull. One servo skull in the lore named Gorgias in the Vaults of Terra series what was once an Imperial Inquisitor, and he seems to live on maintaining the vast majority of his faculties and memory, although he has an hilariously broken voice box that makes him speak in weird low gothic or some sort of pig Latin. He's still there, hundreds of years or f decades after he's died, he's still floating around shooting heretics and having a great time with his buddies. And that's just the luckiest person. Like becoming 
a relatively mindless floating skull is winning the lottery. You could be turned into a generic servant, in which case you might just carry food around, you might walk a dog, you might bare knuckle box other servants for the amusement of your rich owner. You could be turned into an industrial servitor, our buddy from earlier on who's moving boxes from point A to point B with his giant forklift arms. You could be turned into a cogitator. Now this is a bit sketchy in lore, but effectively the Imperium of Man uses human brains as computers. They effectively create computation devices out of either human brains or pieces of human brains, as well as sometimes they don't. It's not particularly clear, but you could just have your brain wedged inside a computer, and your job is to find the fastest taxi route around cities until your brain slowly degrades over six or seven hundred years. Next, you might become a gun servitor. That's actually pretty metal. Uh, they're going to weld a machine gun on your arm and just kind of make you shoot people over and over again. And when you get hit by bullets, you won't really feel it. In fact, you won't really feel anything. You'll just kind of be a passenger in this body that's just flamethrowing or rocket launching, machine gunning, plasma gunning heretics. And you might even be ripping them apart with chainsaw arms. And speaking of ripping people apart, if you're a particularly nasty human being, the ecclesiarchy, that's the church, might want you turned into an arco-flagellant. If you've ever met somebody with roid rage, you've pretty much met an arco-flagellant. These servitors are pumped with so many chemicals and mind-altering substances that they are walking murder machines. Their arms are replaced with flails and whips. They are kept in cozy VR headsets where they see cool images of the emperor like saying mass or skateboarding or whatever until it's time for them to kill some heretics uh, and then the hood's taken off and the dial's cranked up and they don't stop killing until they fall apart. And this is a form of penitence. You will save your soul if you get lobotomized, either voluntarily or otherwise, and you kill enough heretics, you can escape eternal damnation. That is the eternal damnation that has been passed upon you by the people who use human beings as robots and grow them in vats for that same purpose. Glad to see the Vatican still exists 40,000 years into the future. But the Arcoflagellant's obviously the worst example, right? Nope. In one instance, an absolute space cadet named Salvador Sondar had servitors that were effectively human puppets. He had human beings with souls, with a relative degree of cognizance of what they were doing, as his own personal marionettes. And although in the Warhammer crime novel set on the hive world of Varangantua, you could see instances where people were creating servitors that still maintain too much of their brain based on policies, it's unusual to see people, or more specifically the hyper-powerful and rich people of the Imperium, suffer consequences if they want to effectively enslave human beings via servitorization. It is absolutely both an act of heresy and tech heresy and punishable by execution, and the execution of your entire bloodline, but it seems like one of those heresies that the gilded classes can skirt around provided no eight-pointed stars are attached to anything and the imperial taxes still get paid as they should be. 
a society with enough people to fulfill any function, but a society that feeds its people, recycles dead people, turns its people into robots, and is in a near state of total war, with a reactionary streak so heavily ingrained that heresy is something you commit on a daily basis without even knowing. But how did the Imperium get here, and why are they okay with the status quo of servitors? I mean, in lore, people don't even think twice about them. They interact with them all the time. They watch, like, brains and carts do things, or, like, a random servitor whose job it is to open a door, try and open a blown-up door until its hand falls off from repeated efforts. It seems to be about as normal as n and non-heretical as watching a Roomba drive around the house. Except this Roomba might just have been a pickpocket who had an unlucky day. In reality, though, the servitors are like the Imperium's embodiment of their stagnation, their lack of iteration and consideration in, in science and progress. They are a perfect distillation of we have very limited resources, we are horrible people, we don't care about suffering, what can we do to meet our goals? And that very much has to do with how feudalistic the Imperium is. Yes, it's ruled by the High Lords, and there's there's different types of planets and governance systems, and even there are feudal worlds that are medievally feudal with knights and everything, but at its core, the Imperium is feudal. Planetary governors, rogue trader dynasties, the High Lords and the rich and powerful all exercise insurmountable amounts of power when compared to the average population of a planet. When you have such a topsy-turvy society, it's quite easy to see all your human subjects as basic units of input. And although you have to care for their soul and ensure their worship of the god-emperor of mankind, if they err in their worship, they are a negative unit of input as far as the ecclesiarchy is concerned, and they forfeit their flesh. As far as the Mechanicus is concerned, they were already a negative unit of input because they're imperfect human forms. And as far as the Administratum is concerned, as long as the tithe is paid and there are enough frontline troops to fight for the glory of mankind and salvation of our species, the remainder are pretty much the chaff. You can do whatever you want to them. And if it frees up more people to be soldiers to die in the meat grinder, even better. And in my opinion, that's what makes servitors one of the most terrifying things about 40k, is the banality of the evil that is enacted on people. Sure, you can put someone through a living hell, intentionally servitorize them or their loved ones, and you can be very manipulative or sinister about it, but at the end of the day, they're not even thought of as people. It's, it's not a consideration. It's just something you do and it doesn't even matter. It's one thing having your theocratic space fascist regime hate you for being different or hate you for some sort of perceived heresy and throw you in a meat grinder because they need a strategic objective, but to turn you into a forklift because you just don't matter and you're a forklift for the next 200 years that's just horrifying, even if the alternative is working in a factory to their 200 and getting fed corpse starch, being a servitor is still way worse. Worse and strategically vulnerable. We know servitors have 
great levels of power. They can still retain great levels of intellect. But we also know that they can go feral. They can band together. They can be hacked. They can suffer viruses. They can be taken over by chaos. Or they can be taken over by necrons. Yes, the human soul may be squishy. But the human mind and spirit, when it's a relatively free man or woman, can be quite a strong thing. The human mind of a servitor might have a lot more gates to unlock to influence, but once they're unlocked, they're completely unlocked. As well as the same time, servitors do still have souls. So demons could probably break through a servitor, especially because we know for a fact that they feel hunger and they decay. So servitors all across the Imperium are ripe for possession or other hijinks of Nurgalite demons. The Lord of Decay would love these slowly goopifying robots who can only feel one emotion and it's emotion he can control. They're not going to go scheming and join Sheench. They're not going to get hyper-violent and join corn. They're not going to seek out excess pleasure or perfection and join Slanesh. They're effectively ripe for the taking. Not to mention the Dark Mechanicum would also probably just love hacking things left, right and centre. And when those things take 10 bolt rounds from a commissar to kill versus 1 bolt round from a political commissar to kill, well, you can see how much of a threat they can be. Even still, they're used everywhere by everyone in the Imperium. As a consolidated fighting force, servitors are absolutely amazing. The Adeptus Mechanicus relies heavily on many different types of servitors, but even just as a fully integrated or combined arms proposition, they're probably second only to the Imperial Guard. If we think about it for a minute, the Mechanicus has the capacity to grow these soldiers. It has the capacity to make them not feel fear, not feel pain. Yes, they're dumb by design, but they can be controlled by slightly smarter vat-grown babies of death. They have all the different weapons they need. They can shrug off wounds. The tanks that take them to the battlefield can be piloted by brains. Their dropships, their maintenance, their logistics, their planning. Everything that they would need to wage war on an intergalactic scale. Except for navigators who would get them through warp travel. Can be grown on a forge world. In fact, a forge world could probably pump out enough servitors or brain tanks to take over an entire system. They are truly deadly and dangerous, and yes, while they are intentionally kept dumb, they're not so dumb that you can't use them the same way you would use a battle droid in the Star Wars universe. A lot of times when we look at Star Wars and things like that, we can see a lot of kind of parallels about different characters and different events and come away learning a, a tiny bit of a lesson. At least it's a wedge to start talking about different topics in a more neutral light without having to run the risk of people getting upset about real life events. Warhammer, though, isn't a wedge. It's a goddamn sledgehammer. Obviously, it has a very apt name. It shows you a future that is so dystopian, so horrible, that you are hardwired to see comparative developments here in our own society and looking for the future. 
you hear somebody announce something that could be even close to servitorization and immediately your brain clicks off like, no, they're going to turn us into servitors, they're going to turn us into robots. We've all heard the phrase from the World Economic Forum, every crackpot conspiracy theorist's favorite boogeyman, you will own nothing and be happy. And the reason that phrase is so triggering for a lot of people is because we can all see the way things happen and have happened with regards to our control over our own lives, accesses to resources and justice and equitable treatment, so on and so forth. Now, we have to be quite careful in this podcast not to go too far off the conspiracy deep end. This is a sci-fi podcast, and by its definition, we will always read fantastical stories and find fantastical comparisons in our real world. Nevertheless, there is a lot of talk in economic circles about the idea of neo-feudalism. Neo-feudalism being defined as a small group of incredibly politically and economically powerful people who own all of the resources, or 90 to 95% of all the resources, and lord it over the rest of us. Essentially a planet with 50 Jeff Bezoses above us all. Our rights and our livelihoods will be subject to the whims of these large economic and political entities, whether that is a Jeff Bezos or a company like BlackRock who has enough assets under management to own half the world. Don't believe me? Well, if BlackRock liquidated all of its assets under management today at its market value, it could buy 10,000 nuclear aircraft carriers. If Jeff Bezos lost 90% of his wealth and then lost 90% of the remainder, he would still be in the top 1% of richest people to have ever lived. Now, again, not really a huge issue, provided that the general social contract of property rights, decent standard of living, and the welfare state is maintained, but that's been slipping away more and more in recent years. Every single one of you listening to this podcast is of the opinion, in some way, shape, or form, that things are getting worse in the world, whether that's your healthcare, your job security, infrastructure, or crime, you feel like things are getting worse, but they are getting better for these big players. And you don't need to get too conspiracy-minded or communist about any of this, you just need to look at it from the point of view of economic and systemic stagnation. We are stagnating in a much, much smaller and gentler way than the Imperium has, but stagnating nonetheless. Our institutions and our economies are not running forward at any great pace, right? And you could make outrageous claims about, you know, zero-hour contracted labor in Amazon warehouses, manufactured scarcity in the economy, environmental destruction, etc., etc. And if you said that that's basically like Warhammer 40k, you would be insane, and you would be saying very, very ridiculous things. However, we have already seen the ability of the current system we live in to destroy people financially, or socially, and in many cases drive people to suicide. There are financial, social, political, and in some cases physical kill switches embedded within the system. We have inmates in the United States being offered reduced sentencing time for giving up their kidneys. We're not too far away from the idea of indentured servitude, which was a temporary form of 
I don't want to say slavery, but you effectively belong to another human being for the purpose of labor for a set period of time. There are many politicians around the world who want to bring back indentured servitude, who believe that it is only libertarian and right to allow people to sell themselves into slavery or indentured servitude. We are going to colonize space. Those colonies are going to be dictatorships, and a lot of them are going to be controlled by corporations or the billionaires or the shareholders that own those corporations. Everything is going to be a service again. You will own nothing and be happy. Everybody's favorite tech billionaire, Elon Musk's Neuralink, could very well be a physical kill switch. It's killed a hell of a lot of monkeys, and we're effectively just monkeys. And when you step back from what is definitely at this point in time an irrational and anxiety-driven response, you do notice one thing. Every single one of these things that I've mentioned that are happening and are relevant to the world have been banal. They have been seen as normal. It's not been shocking. There's been very little backlash among quote-unquote general and polite society. And that's where the alarm bells start going off because how far of a step is it for somebody to be temporarily servitorized to carry out a prison sentence or to pay off a debt? It's not outside the realm of possibility that people could be drugged or controlled by some sort of Neuralink type project to pay a debt to society. And once we have any sort of tool that can repress someone's liberty for a noble cause, it will be used for a bad cause. You and I both know that there is a tech bro out there who has the idea to use the 2.5 million gigabytes of storage space in the human brain for blockchain technology to pay people to rent brain space for a ledger. It really is the most hilariously absurd things that are the most terrifying. Leaving aside the real-world doomcasting, though, there are a hell of a lot of interesting lore things that 40k could use servitors to explore. Certainly in the Warhammer crime novels, we've seen the horror that is the servitor floor. It's like a giant abattoir where people are being vivisected and mind-wiped and turned into cyborgs. And we see that one of the central crimes in the series is uh, people illegally creating servitors or trading in illegal servitors. But I think it would be equal parts hilarious and tragic to see a group of servitors who have been sort of improperly constructed, who have created sort of jumbled up personalities for themselves and are trying to survive on a random world. Or even some form of servitor bounty hunter, or unlucky inquisitor or his or her retinue who gets stuck on a space hulk or some sort of derelict freighter full of a weird Swiss Family Robinson or Lord of the Flies type scenario where they're competing with a weird tiny society of forklift certified cyborgs. Certainly the amount of nonsense we're going through in the world nowadays could readily be adapted for some very funny or thought-provoking 40k stories. I would also like to collect some models of a ragtag bunch of self-aware servitors or servitors controlled by a Jokero, which is a space orangutan, or whatever type of thing they want to do, but I feel like they could make it funny and horrifying, which is why we all love 40k. And speaking of depressingly entertaining hobbies, that's the end of this week's podcast. If you'd like to share or give a rating for our podcast on whatever 
app you listened on that would be very much appreciated if you have any feedback or suggestions or just want to reach out to talk about servitors or anything sci-fi related you can get us on twitter at the underscore gdbs and on reddit under the same username and we'll be back in two weeks time with a slightly different episode where we unpack the general memes that are post-apocalyptic worlds and disappointing every daryl dixon lone wolf prepper out there with the real downfall of society. Until then, keep your hobbies fun and stupid, because if you don't, I will find you, and I will lobotomize you and turn you into a forklift. <laughs>